to be the very fitting and appropriate way to go tonight. I want to talk to you about praying and praising, praying and praising. And, and this is very important because a lot of times in our church mind, in our uh, Sunday morning, Wednesday night routine, we, we think of praise when it comes to, well, the, yeah, we, we sang three or four songs before the pastor preached, so that's praise and worship. And, and we don't think of praising in any other setting. But I got to tell you, there's something special. Woo, somebody. There's something special about the combination of prayer and praise together. And, uh, uh, and, and there's, there's something important that we need to get when it comes to uh, uh, incorporating praise into our praying. So, so your, your, your praying is what, where you're making requests of the Lord, but, but the, the praising part it, it, it has to do with several things. It's your approach to God when you're praying. The, the Bible says that when we enter into his presence, Psalm 100, uh, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Woo! Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. I mean, uh, just the whole approach. You're coming in, making a joyful noise. You're coming in, uh, serving the Lord with gladness and coming before his presence with singing. So, so the very idea of incorporating praise into the very act of coming before him is thoroughly scriptural all by itself. And one thing we need to realize in, in this approach is that you are a priest and you as a priest of almighty God have a role to play a role to carry out a job to do just like the priest in the old testament acted something out that they they had a job to do that they had a a very significant part to play well you as a new testament priest have a very important role to play as well well, let's take a look at what New Testament priests do. Now, we know that Jesus is the ultimate of the New Testament priests. Of course, he's the apostle and high priest of our confession. The Bible says that. The Bible says that, uh, that, that uh, 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 Jesus is a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. And, and so you don't have to understand everything about Melchizedek and, and go deep to figure it all out. You just got to know this, that Jesus is a priest after the order of Melchizedek, who was the one to whom Abraham came. Or should I say Abram, because his name was not yet changed at the time. Abram came to Melchizedek and gave tithes to him and uh, Melchizedek came to Abram carrying bread and wine. Woo! So you see a picture of this, that bread and wine being symbolic of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see Abram as looking at him as one to whom he should be giving or, or, or paying his tithes. Well, here in the, 
in the New Testament, Jesus, our high priest forever, has come to us with bread and wine. He's come to us with his own body and blood. And hallelujah, we can come to him like Abraham did, giving the tithe of all to him. Amen. So we know that Jesus is uh, uh, the, the high priest forever. But what does the Bible say about the priesthood of us as believers? That's a very interesting thing, especially when it comes to praying and praising. First Peter chapter two, verse nine says the following. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So royal priesthood, as you're gathered here tonight, men and women, believers, and part of the royal priesthood of this new covenant. I want you to know that that part of the assignment given to you is to be those who are proclaimers of the praises of the one who saved you, the one who brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. Right there in that same chapter in verse 5, we see another hint about this. It says, you also, talking to us, as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So here it's talking about spiritual sacrifices. In verse 9, it actually specified what one of those spiritual sacrifices are, proclaiming the praises of him. You know, there's a great uh, reference in Psalm 141 that I want to take a look at. This says here, Lord, I cry out to you. Make haste to me. Give ear to my voice when I cry out to you. Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So here we, we see the idea of prayer and praise. Prayer being referred to as incense. And if you look in the book of Revelation and you see any place where, where, where there was incense in heaven, it says this, that the incense was the prayers of the saints. So, so the prayers of the saints are going up before the Lord as incense. But it says that the lifting up of my hands is like the evening sacrifice. Now, the Bible also talks about the free will offerings of our mouth. What are you doing as a, as a New Testament priest? What are you doing as far as, uh, 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 your, your work in the temple, shall we say? You are offering up, uh, a sacrifice to the Lord. You're offering up the free will offerings of your mouth. With your mouth, you are freely and willingly offering praise to Him and glory to Him. For all his goodness, you, you, you may not be everywhere you need to be in life yet or everywhere you want to be in life yet, but you don't have to be. You, you just need to know this. If you can have a little bit of a story and say, Lord, I, I once was a mess going somewhere to happen and you took this old mess in and made me a blessing. I, I once was, was lost as a goose in a snowstorm, could not find my way anywhere. 
But thank God he gave me eyesight so I could see. He brought me out of darkness into light so now I can actually see where I'm going. You know, sometimes you get caught up thinking about where I'm not at yet and, and what I've not gotten to yet. But with, if you think about what God has already done, if you think for a minute about where you've already been and where he's brought you from, whoa, you want to shout. <laughs> you want to have yourself a fit when you really think about the goodness of God. And the Bible says that he's the God who has delivered and he does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver. So I want you to know that when you're rehearsing the goodness of God, you're not just going back to your past and rehearsing something about the good old days. No, no, no. No, it's not good old days stuff. I want you to know that God's deliverance is part of your past. He said it's part of your present and it's part of your future. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this idea of lifting up the hands and bringing free will offerings of your mouth to him is intended to be continual. As a matter of fact, the Bible clearly, clearly identifies this sacrifice as a sacrifice of, guess what? Praise. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 says, therefore, let us continually offer. Someone say continually Keep it going, keep it going. Hey, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, now this idea of praising continually is a very important point. And one reason why is that anytime God repeats himself, I mean, hey, if God said it once, it's important. But when God's repeating himself, woo, hit the brakes and pay attention, somebody. Psalm 34, verse 1 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So it's the idea of offering the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Blessing him and letting his praise continually be in your mouth. Someone said, well, I praise the Lord in my own way. Yeah, you, you think so. But the Bible says that when you praise the Lord, it's in your mouth. So, so the, this idea of, well, I'm just going to go ahead and silently praise the Lord. That ain't praising the Lord. When you're praising the Lord, the Bible says his praise is continually in your mouth. You're saying something. You know, Psalm 35 says, let them rejoice and be glad that favor your righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So you see, this is continual. This is ongoing and this is in your mouth. Hallelujah. This is, this is the free will offerings of your mouth as we uh, uh, read to you a few minutes ago. Now, now this is a, a combination of, uh, of, uh, of something that you can do with your prayer time together like we shared. You know, when you go into your prayer time together and you're coming in with the word of God, you're coming in with the promises upon which you're standing. You're coming in uh, ready to go ahead and remind God of his promise. 
and, and, and use that same reminder as a sword against the enemy. You know that the, the word is the sword of the spirit. When Ephesians 6 describes what we're wearing as we're going into battle, Ephesians 6 says that, that, that uh, we've got the, the helmet of salvation. We've got the, our, our feet shod with the, the preparation of the gospel of peace. You've got your peace shoes on. You've got your, uh, your shield of faith, your helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness. And it says you've got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And Psalm 149, 5 and 6 says this, it says, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Verse six, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. So when you're going into your place of prayer, you're going with your, your praise and you're going with your word. I, I couldn't say it like this. You're going with your praise and you're going with your promise. Going with your praise to honor the one who loved you and gave himself for you. Go on with your praise because that's how you enter in. When you enter in, you're entering his presence with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. But then you're also going in there with a two-edged sword in your hand. Hallelujah. The sword of the spirit, the word of God. You're going in with a praise and a promise. You're going in with praise to God and a sword to wipe the enemy out and make him regret the day he messed with you. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, go ahead. Somebody praise the Lord with me tonight. Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about this prayer, praise approach. And we're not going there tonight, but I want to uh, let you know a good place to look at is Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 31. And uh, I submitted these notes to, to our media department. So, so if you wanted to go ahead and get that, you can download that off of our website, faithccenter.com. But, but this is Acts 4, 23 to 31, which we're not going to take the time to read it all. But it gives us a very interesting picture as far as our approach in prayer. First of all, they got together after having been in some extremely tough, distressing persecution. And Peter and John, it said, returned to their own company. And that's a good lesson right there. You want to go ahead and be with people of like faith when you've just been through something or in the middle of going through something. You know, you don't want to be around people that are going to go ahead and tear you down and, and, and tell you all the reasons why it's not going to happen. No, you want to be around some people of faith that will build you up. So some people that are of your company of like precious faith that will stand with you and believe with you. And so they got together with their own company and they prayed. The Bible says they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. And the way they got this prayer started was not with a request. The way they got this prayer started was talking about how big God is. They magnified God and not the problem. You know, we hear that term in the Psalms, especially magnify the Lord. What's magnify mean? Well, you know, what's it mean today? It means to, to make something big. Now, God can't get any bigger than he already is. God is already big. But in your perspective and in my perspective, he can get bigger. 
I remember probably about 22 years ago, I preached a message called Big God and Little Devil. And I want somebody to get a hold of that tonight. You see, because this is part of the perspective. You can think about how how big uh, your problem is and how big the big bad devil is, you know. Uh, uh, but, but, but you need to get away from that way of thinking and focus in on how big God is, how big the word is, how big his provision is for you. And when you think about the devil, you're not thinking of him in those same terms. You're not thinking of him as the one who's going to go ahead and end up winning this fight. No, you see him as the loser and you see you and God as the winner. Hallelujah. Now, they they started off talking about how big God was. They said, Lord, you are God who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea. In other words, they're saying, Lord, if you're, uh, if you're the creator of everything that is is seen and this whole world and this whole universe is created by you, then anything we're dealing with today, you can certainly handle that too. And you know what? They went on with their prayer for several verses before they got to the point where they said, oh yeah, Lord, and we have a problem. Hey, and, and, and what a, a contrast that is to the approach many of us have in prayer where we go to God, oh God! And you're hitting the problem right away and emphasizing the problem right away rather than talking to God and saying, Lord, you're the one who can handle this. This ain't nothing for you. As a matter of fact, you don't even need to put your whole arm in this. You can just flick this with a finger. You know, Jesus said that, that, that he was casting out devils by the finger of God. You know, we think about all this massive muscle that needed to go into dealing with the devil. And Jesus, he was thinking of this. (laughs) A flick of a finger. Casting out devils with the finger of God. What what a great visual that gives you. Where, where, you know, we think God, come on, God, work those biceps. We're we're in for a fight. And, And God said, no, 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 no. All we need is that. Then flick that little nasty fly away. <laughs> Glory to God forever. So you see how much of this has to do with perspective. When you are a praiser, you, your perspective in prayer is totally off the charts. Because you're thinking more about how big God is and how big the word is than anything else. Now check this out. This is Psalm 8 verse 2. And we're going to go ahead and piece this together here. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, what does that have to do with anything? Well, what we're going to do, we're going to see the way that Jesus quoted and interpreted this very same verse. Where we see ordained strength, we see Jesus using a a, a different wording to explain what that means. Are you ready for this? This is Matthew 21, verse 16, where the religious leader said to him, do you hear what these are saying? Because they were saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were having a praise party out on the streets of Jerusalem. And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. Now, if we want to go back and read that verse in the psalm using Jesus' wording, 
Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now you piece this together and you realize that you, as with childlike faith, you may not be a babe or nursing infant anymore. You might be all grown up now. But if you are with childlike faith, just praising him anyway, just praising him because you love him. Praising him because he's good. Praising him because he's worthy to be praised. What does your praise do? It silences the enemy and the avenger. Your praise, your praise can silence the enemy and the avenger. And when we go into prayer and when we go into praise... That's what's happening. We are silencing. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. Silencing the enemy and the avenger. And if he starts going, rah, 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 oh, time to praise again. Because what happens when you praise, he got shut his mouth. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ain't nothing left for him to say. I tell you, there's something that's so powerful about your praise. You remember Aaron and, and, and her and Moses when, when Moses was uh, uh, on the mountaintop and the, the, the children of Israel were fighting against Amalek and, and Moses had his hands up and his hands got tired and, and Aaron and her got him a rock to sit on and got under one arm and got under the other to help him keep his hands up because as long as he was keeping his hands up, Israel was beating Amalek, and when his hands went down, then Amalek started beating on Israel. So we said, we got to do something to keep this man's hands up. And as they did, Israel prevailed. And I wanted you to know that that there is a beautiful picture of a posture of praise. It's a posture of praise. And sometimes you say, you need, you need to have some good help around you. So some good brothers and sisters, they're going to say, I'm not going to let you put your head down or put your hands down. We're going to keep praising till you win. We're going to keep praising until this thing turns out the way it's supposed to turn out. Hallelujah. You know, that's what Paul and Silas did in a Philippian jail. When all their crime was, was they went and cast the devil out of somebody who was, uh, you know, the, the Miss Cleo of the day and making a whole lot of money for these people. And she's full of the devil. But and so, so, I mean, she's just doing her thing. And, and her masters, as the word is used in scripture, were, were making a whole lot of money off of what she was doing. Her fortune telling. And she's crying after Paul and Silas many days said, these men are the servants of the most high God who come to show us the way of salvation. And then the next day, these men are the servants of the most high God who come to show us the way of salvation. Paul gets to the point where he just has a fit. So I ain't dealing with this anymore. Gets fired up in the spirit, says, hey, you come out right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The evil spirit comes out. And what happens as a nice reward for letting God use them, him and Silas get thrown into jail. But the scripture says, oh yeah, Acts 16 verse 25, but at midnight. Now here's the thing. The great thing about that is that it's a literal midnight, but it can be a figurative midnight too. 
Sometimes it can be noonday and still feel like midnight because things are that bad and that dark and that bleak. But at midnight, what did they do? Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. What ultimately happened as a result of them praying and praising? Woo! Let me tell you that the, the uh, uh, prison foundation was shaken and everyone's bonds were loose. And even the jailkeeper himself got saved. So when you praise in a time where it seems like this is the, the, the least, uh, the, 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 the last time that you would think about praising is in a mess like this. The last time you would think about singing and praising the Lord and, and doing a, a victory dance and doing a happy dance is at a time like this. But I got to tell you, those times are just the right time because it's an act of faith. It's an act of faith and it's an act of defiance against the enemy. Because when you start acting like that in a time when he knows your back's against the wall, you're going to start getting him worried and wondering, I wonder what they know that I don't know. (laughs) Hey, because you got some inside information. You know what your inside information is that would cause you to praise at a moment as bad as this moment is? It's the information that says, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. It's the information that said that 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 there's uh when, when the enemy comes against you like a flood the spirit of the lord raises a standard against him you got inside information and therefore when you praise in a moment like that it's an act of faith and it's an act of defiance against the enemy you know i got i, I like to keep my old bibles how many of you do that you know uh, sometimes you got to get a new one because because the other one wore out. But uh, I, I got one of my old Bibles and in there I, I wrote real big and bold in one of the back pages. I put the words disobey Satan. Disobey Satan. And what does that mean? That means when when he's trying to get you to focus in on the problem, you do the exact opposite of what he's trying to get you to do. Oh, oh, you want me to do that? Well, I think it's time to praise. I think it's time to give God some glory and to do the exact opposite, to defy the enemy. Hallelujah. But as we close up here, I want you to see this because this is very, very fitting. Because when you think about praising, you think about singing, you're thinking about somebody getting their victory dance on. But here's a case where you see a shout of praise. As the, the, the Israelites were marching around Jericho under God's instructions, he said, you go ahead and march around seven times on that last day and don't say a word. But then after that seventh one, this is what you do. You're going to go ahead and and shout and the priests are going to blow the trumpets. Let's read this verse here. Joshua 6.20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city. Can I tell you something tonight? As we're getting ready to pray and to praise, that in order to see your wall fall down, you might just have to shout while it's still up. That's faith. That is faith. 
You want to know what faith is? That's what faith is. You, it's easy to, to shout when the, the wall fell, but the wall's still up. It's as big and bad and looks as impenetrable as ever. But hallelujah, you shout when the wall's up and the wall fell down. Hallelujah. And God will do the same for you, somebody. I want you to know God will do the same for you. You know what? I have been guilty of this. And I know there's probably a few other people beside me saying stuff like this. Well, when COVID's over, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead. So someone say, I'm going to have a mask burning party. <laughs> someone said, when COVID's over, I'm just going to go and uh, 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 we're just going to have the biggest cookout, biggest party that has ever been known to mankind. And everybody talk about, boy, when COVID's over, boy, I'm going to go ahead and dance and, and party and just have a good old time. Oh, how grateful am I going to be when COVID's over? Or how grateful am I going to be when this happens or when that happens? But the Lord wants to say to us tonight, don't wait for something to happen first. Praise first. Don't wait for something to happen first. Shout first. Don't wait for something to happen first. Dance first. Give God some praise. Celebrate in the presence of God and do it by faith. Do it while the wall's still up and you will see the wall fall down. Can somebody stand with me tonight and help me pray and help me praise tonight? Father, we're going to go ahead and honor you in this place. We're going to go ahead and focus in on you tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, there's big stuff out there. Lord, there's a pandemic in the world. So what? God's bigger. And we celebrate you. And we praise you. And we realize that you, oh God, are greater than all. You are greater than COVID-19. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you are our deliverer. You are our mighty deliverer. You're the one who has delivered us. You're the one who is delivering us and you're the one in whom we trust that you will yet deliver us hallelujah father we thank you lord lord we look around in our world and we see chaos we see chaos we see strife we see members of the same human race sons and daughters of adam that are hating each other and fighting each other and, and having bitterness in their hearts towards each other. But I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that, that, that we have the opportunity to go ahead and praise you, even in the middle of such a difficult time, even though it looks bad, and even though it looks insurmountable, and it looks like something that, that our nation may, may not be able to recover from. But we don't go by seems like and feels like. We go to the God who's bigger than all and greater than all. And Lord, we believe that there's a great work that you want to do in our nation, in our world. Lord, a great work that needs to be done before Jesus returns. And so we say, Lord, send the rain. Send the latter rain, oh God. Send the rain that'll fall, the rain of the Spirit that, that'll impact this nation and it'll impact the nations of the world. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We praise you for that. 
We praise you for sending the rain. We praise you, Lord, that, that your solution is that the Spirit of God be poured out on all flesh. When the enemy's goal is to take flesh and to cause division, when the enemy's goal is to get flesh fighting against flesh and flesh of one color to fight against flesh of another color. But we believe this, that the Spirit of God is a unifying force in this world. And he's poured out, and he's poured out on all flesh. He's breaking down the barriers that men have built up. And we praise you, Lord, for a great revival, a great unification among the believers first. But, Lord, that what's happening in the church will be able to spill over and have an impact on our world. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you. Oh, hallelujah. We praise you. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Lord, there's things that we see in our own personal life. Things that seem real big, real dark, real big and bad. Lord, things that, that there's just no way that we can see, uh, we try to think how it could work, uh, and, and and Lord, it's just hard to imagine. It, it, it's hard to see victory. It's, it's hard to see the thing that we really want to see. We, we just don't see it. But Lord, I thank you, Lord, that when we start praising, and when we redirect our focus to you, that which we once could not see and could not see as a possibility and could not see as a reality taking place in our life. Uh, the perspective changes. And Lord, we can start to see that this is a reality, that this, this, this healing is a reality, this provision is a reality, that this, uh, uh, this uh, a restoration of a relationship, though it looks impossible, is not impossible in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. And Lord, that's why we're praising you. Because Lord, we're not going to go ahead and magnify a problem. We're not going to just go ahead and moan and groan to you about problems and about issues in our life. Lord, we'll make mention of them, but Lord, our focus is going to be on your greatness and on your goodness and on your ability and your willingness to get involved in things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise the one who's great and mighty. We praise the one who's worthy. We praise the one who, who is almighty God. Hallelujah. The, the one the, the one who is greater than all, greater than sickness, greater than strife, greater than disunity of any kind. The one who's greater than disease. The one who's greater than, than any of the plans of man. Now, Lord, we understand this. We understand that, uh, that, that while we're here on planet Earth, that, that Lord, that we can occupy, that, that we can continue to, to impact things. But Lord, we also know that the end is going to happen just like you said it's going to happen. We understand that, that evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. They'll get worse and worse. Lord, we understand that. But Father, we believe this, that even though in, in the grand scheme of what's happening in the world, prophecies being fulfilled, and what Jesus said and what the prophets have said is coming to pass exactly the way that they, that they were ordained to speak. It's coming to pass exactly that way. 
But Lord, we believe that in our lives and that while we're here, that through our prayers and through our faith, we can make a difference. That's how we occupy till we come. We're going to go ahead and see to it that our presence is felt. Not just our presence because we're something, but our presence because we've got God present in us. Hallelujah. We've got the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. And so therefore, when our presence is felt, when our influence is felt, it's not our influence being felt. It's his influence being felt. It's us letting our light shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. And so we thank you, Lord, that even in the middle of these last days, Lord, that, that, that what we can do in prayer and in praise and by magnifying you and putting our faith in you and putting our focus on you, the promise keeper and the promise that you made to us and not on the, uh, uh, the problem. Father, as we do that, we believe that there's a great and mighty move taking place. There's a great and mighty influence taking place where people on the block and on the other side of town and people finding out uh, by word of mouth and someone's Facebook posts and word just getting around. Someone say, hey, I don't know what's going on with you, but God's sure been good to you, hasn't he? Lord, there'll be people that would never even mention God being good to somebody. And they'll just stand in awe and see what God's doing in the life of a believer and say, wow, I never ever thought I'd be saying this, but God's sure been good to you. And Lord, we'll be able to respond and he's no respecter of persons. He'll be good to you too. Hallelujah. Father, may we be stirred up. Stirred up to pray and stirred up to praise. Stirred up, oh God, in our hearts to, to not allow our, the, the focus to be a downward focus. To not allow the focus to be on what, what can't be done. Because Lord, with you, there is no such thing as can't be done. Lord, we're not going to focus on that. that. That's not in your vocabulary. That's not in our vocabulary. We believe that with God, all things are possible. We believe that all things are possible to them that believe. And so, Lord, if it's possible with you because you're God, and if we're believers and it's possible to us because we're believers, Lord, that means that we're in agreement with you, we're in alignment with you, and we're going to see great and amazing things even in the middle of this dark world, even in the middle of, uh, of craziness on every side. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that we're going to go ahead and see amazing things happen in the lives of those who truly believe. And Lord, I pray this. Glory, glory to God forever. I pray this. I pray that men and women of God who hear from God and get direction from God will be able to go ahead and take steps that will be for the blessing and the benefit of the rest of the nation and the rest of the nations of the world. Hallelujah. Lord, just like Joseph, just like Joseph, who was a man with a dream from God, knew what to do to save a nation and how to have enough Spare provided 
in the seven years of plenty to cover the seven years of famine. Lord, we thank you. You're raising up Joseph's and Josephine's in our land here today. Those who will, by hearing from God, be able to impact their nation, their world, their generation in a way that is absolutely positive and helpful. And, and, and Father, we thank you that this is already at work. Yeah, Lord, we believe it's already at work. Witty ideas, inventions. One idea from heaven. Whoa, one idea from heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we're believing for this. And we thank you, Lord, that you're raising them up. Men and women of wisdom. Men and women who will go ahead and boldly proclaim that the source of their wisdom is not uh, their education or anybody that they know or anybody that uh, uh, the, the, they would like to name drop and, and have an affiliation with. The only name dropping is going to be name raising because they're going to raise the name of Almighty God. They're going to praise the name of Almighty God. And they're saying, I give glory to the one and only true living God for giving me the wisdom to know how to do this to begin with. Thank you, Lord. Ideas that will affect, have a positive impact on our nation and on our world. Is somebody getting in agreement with me on that tonight? Hallelujah. Is somebody getting in agreement with me on that? God's given wisdom, wisdom to mankind, wisdom to men and women. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Lord, we, we, uh, you know what, before we go ahead and uh, get ready to wrap up tonight, I think we just need to give God one more big praise. I, I, I want to go ahead and have you lift your hands, lift your voices, clap your hands, raise your hands, do whatever you got to do. Let your voice be heard. Give God a great, big, juicy praise in this house tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> we give glory and honor to Almighty God. He's great. He's great. And the devil don't stand a chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is great. God is greater than all. Hallelujah. He's greater than all. And we've got victory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. While everybody's still standing here in the house tonight, for anybody here or anybody that's watching via live stream, and you don't know Jesus, this is your opportunity. The very one that we've been excited about and praising and, and shouting about tonight, the very same one is the one who loves you and the one who gave himself for you. The one who died on the cross to wash your sins away and was raised from the dead. And if you put your faith in him tonight as the only son of God, I gotta tell you, this is gonna be a night that'll change your life forever. And so for anybody here in this room or for anybody that's viewing us via live stream, if you don't know Jesus, this is your moment. And this is a significant moment because here's the thing, heaven's real, but hell's real too. And I want you to go ahead and make your reservations for heaven tonight by putting your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no other way to do it, no other way to go. He is the way, the truth, and the life.
And I encourage you to pray with me tonight. Don't just repeat words, but make this the confession of your heart tonight.